Welcome to Upasana, the daily spiritual channel. In Sanskrit, Upasana literally means sitting near and is a prescribed method for approaching a guru or getting close to a guru. Upa in Sanskrit means near and asanam means to sit. So, Upasana means a way to sit near God or Guru. Upasana can be described as a systematic practice of a prescribed method of work, which is worship. This channel is dedicated to all the Gurus who have enriched the knowledge space with their pearls of wisdom, taking us to the right path to living a meaningful life. We call it daily spirituality to enrich our attitudes and approach to the challenges of life. Upasana Daily Spirituality What is the meaning of Namaskara? Namaskara means to do Nama means it comes from Idam Namama This is not mine This is So we must always say Idam Namama Idam Namama Too difficult for us to say So they shorten it and said Alright say Namaha Easy for us to say Namaha So Namaha actually means Not mine Not mine Not mine So when we do this, nothing is mine. Everything is the Lord's. When we are greeting each other. But when we prostrate to the Lord, when we do a namaskara, so nicely they say. See, when we stand with our back to the sun, our shadow is there in front of us. Very taller than us. The shadow represents chaya, ego. Shadow represents our egos. We are here. So the, the, the shadow there represents our own ego. It is dark in color always. It represents ignorance in us. And it is longer than our height. So we don't even know the depth and the intensity and vastness of our ego. Ignorance is there. Wherever we go, shadow comes along with us. And when are we able to see the shadow? Only when we are back to the sun. What should we do not to see the... We, so we have to eliminate this ego in us or the shadow in us. All that we have to do is write about turn. That's all we have to do. But we won't do write about turn. When we do write about turn, we are face to face with the Lord, face to face with the Son. Whether it exists or not is null and void for me. It's redundant. When we turn around, shadow exists. It is immaterial. I don't even... I'm not even aware of it. So where is the question of my shadow being there? Why? We are face to face directly with the sun, with the knowledge. Sun represents Bhagavan also for us. So therefore, what should we do? We have to destroy the shadow that is there, the shadow of our ignorance. How do we do it? Make it smaller and smaller and smaller. How to make it smaller? Make the body go down. Automatically, it will become smaller and smaller. The mind has to be bent, surrendered to the Lord. But the mind won't bend until, therefore, what do we do? Bend the body. When the body we bend, mind and body are interlinked. And therefore, when we bend the mind, body forcefully, to some extent the mind has got bent in us. When we want to fight, we immediately get. When we, we are st- standing tall, shadow is that much. When we kneel, we have reduced our height to half, the shadow's height also is half. When we completely prostrate like this, the shadow is even more smaller. So it means when we keep on surrendering to the Lord, the ego in us, in us will slowly, slowly, slowly vanish. Actually, it should be one namaskara in one lifetime. 
once i have surrendered you to you lord when i get up no ego but ours is all conditioned surrender and conditioned therefore realization it's all you know little 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 goodness coming in our lives therefore when we prostrate to the lord to that extent my ego has been contained destroyed why i have surrendered to you ashta anga eight limbs so along with eight limbs i am surrendering on to is they call it dandavat namaskar right fall fall flat eight portions of our limbs must touch the ground only men were allowed to do it not women because there was a reason for it men women are made differently women are made differently and unless un, until we know how to do it properly it look clumsy it will catch people's attention kama can you know thing can happen and also the other where somebody is carrying it's so what you know there are so many that point of time we can't do it certain portions of our body are not to touch the ground grounding can happen because a woman is made for certain other you know uh, uh, role plays that mother role play is the most important therefore they said all certain parts of the body should not touch the ground therefore we were given the privilege even if you do like this you will get the benefit of having dana dandavat namaskar but men no excuses you have to fall flat down so when we are like a stick fallen on the ground the shadow is completely under us trapped it can't go out at all which means total surrender and a stick by itself cannot get up so completely lord i surrendered unto you so much so that i become an empty instrument inside kali no i no mine where is me to get up you're listening to upasana daily spirituality jeevatma paramatma in me also in you also jeevatma paramatma both of us will salute the lord in each one of us and how can we reach him by moving upward is the beautiful namaskar karaha me tudu namaha kara by doing this i am surrendering to the lord in you and she is surrendering to the lord in me so what a beautiful way of communication of of uh, uh, acknowledging each other so the moment we do this we have left their mental and intellectual whatever negativities etc we are trying to establish our communication to the lord who is sitting inside that person and through this we are acknowledging the lord in her and she in turn acknowledges the lord in somebody else so this itself can become a ritual puja by itself you're listening to upasana daily spirituality it is noticed that lot of sweets and beautiful food is kept before the lord as bhog or naivedya do we have to do it is there a reason why we do it so many types of naivedyas are there uh, each one has got its own own you know the thing um, sweets sweet um, comes from the madura madura means happy happy means bliss that's all what do we want in our lives after all we want bliss we want happiness therefore lord whatever is blissful and hap- ha- i mean uh, symbolizes happiness for me in the kitchen i put them all together and then i bring it and keep it in front of you there also the ingredients again used see the the um, uh, sweet pongal that we do rice is there dal is there so protein is there carbohydrate is there spices are there and then ghee is there the sweet part the jaggery or the sugar is there all of them are essential for us balanced diet for 
So whether it is a sweet pongal or a kara pongal, earlier days they would take into consideration all these things and say, Naivedyas have to be only these, 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 these things. We can't, uh, you know, um, do Naivedya of uh, pizza and pastry and all. Not that we shouldn't do it. See, whatever we eat, we offer it to him. But I'm talking about the traditional, uh, you know, uh, the, because again, the, those ingredients, when they make, get mixed up after getting cooked, they have their own vibrations they emit. So again, it's all that taken into consideration. So Naivedya actually means Nivedana to do to him. We offer on to you this, which has got life in it. Before cooking also, it had life in it. After we cook also, the, the, the rice and the dal and the jaggery, everything, whatever has got mixed has got life in it. We offer it on to the Lord who is universal life. So along with this life that the food has got Lord, you put in some grace and blessing into it also. No? Nutritive value is already there. Life is there. It will nourish the life in me, I know. But into that, I want you to add your grace and blessing. So how do I do it? Swaha, swaha, swaha. Again. So when we offer it to the Lord, His grace and blessings will be because He has touched it. I don't know whether He has touched it means again it is Radha Bhakti gone. So if we feel He has touched it, yes He has touched it. That's all He needs to do. If it's nice if He eats it but you know, we know He will not eat it. We have counted the pieces also. We do that. So He has touched it. The moment He has touched it, the universal life has touched that life over there. It's, it's got an added benefit in it. So when it comes back to us, that's why we say all prasadam is always very nice. Nothing they would have added in, in, in temples, you know, it's all very, sometimes it's bland. What all did they put there? No chili, nothing is there in it. But still, it's very, very nice. Because Bhagavan's grace and blessing is there packed in it. So therefore, when we get it back from him, again, when we send our, you know, Naivedya to him, we are offering it with our devotion. Bhagavan takes a devotion and then he gives back whatever we had sent because he doesn't want what we have cooked. He says, ultimately, you have to survive and live. I am always alive. So you eat it. So the life over there gets inside. Life nourishes life in us. So that's the concept of Naivedya for us. Then the fruits we offer to him also. Whatever fruits we offer. Fruits again represent for us. 20 minutes more. Uh, um, see, fruit pala we call it. Pala. Pala means karma pala. So every fruit that we offer to him is a karma pala. All of us don't have the same type of karma pala. We have got variety. That's why when we keep in front of this, say two types, three types, five types. Seven times. Again, odd numbers have got their own significance. We have to go to number numerology now. Means different, different types of activities I have done. Therefore, the pala, the fruit also is different, different. If I keep it for myself, if I eat the fruit, the seed will get into me. Every fruit minimum at least has got one. Some of them have got more seed. One seed creates one tree. From one seed of a fruit, if one tree is allowed to grow, you know how many fruits will come out of that? That's how we multiply our karma. When we hold on to one karma pala, pala is also with us. Bhagavan says seed also will stay with you and it will grow in your stomach. So when it grows into a karma tree, one seed only we held back. I want this karma pala for myself. But that one pala which had one seed has grown into such a big samsara vriksha in us that so many fruits are there 
for to eat those fruits we have to come back again because this life is not enough to consume those many fruits so therefore we offer all the ty- different types of karma phala to him when we offer the fruits to him again he has touched it it's a fire touch bhagavan we always liken to light and to fire so when he has touched it what happens the seeds inside get roasted any gram that we bring home if we roast it a little afterwards it will not for when we offer our karma phala to him he touches it karma phala he has taken because we surrendered it then the fruit will come back as prasadam then if we consume the karma phala though the fruit has gone inside and sometimes the seed also has gone in no new karmas it will again generate for us therefore we offer fruits to again vibration again nutritive value see whatever we offer to the lord will always have something plus in it we never offer something to him which is minus never so therefore all the fruits that we have all good fruit eating is good they say so again whatever vibrations they are able to absorb the the nutritive content in it and this is the reason why we offer fruits to the lord karma phala ella it should go to him so that afterwards no karmas will come and stick to us You're listening to Upasana Daily Spirituality. We see a lot of people breaking coconuts in temples even in their homes. So why do we break a coconut? When we break the coconut, see when we take the coconut to the temple, we shouldn't take out that juttu. It comes from the tree. When it comes from the tree, it's very very smooth outside, green it is. If we keep it like that, it will become dark. so very smooth means everybody is so so such a nice person so nice this person is that's how we are all smooth outside so therefore we can't take it like that lord says don't come like that to me you have to come little bit refined to me if we go like that he will not accept us at all so therefore we remove that smooth once we remove the smoothness outside inside it is all naravise smesh if we rub it you know the skin it will hurt this is what we really are inside though we look very smooth and refined and cultured and polished and educated inside we know we have raga dvesha raga dvesha again akama krodex all of them put together is raga dvesha main things plus and minus all of them have to be taken very difficult for us to take it out and then afterwards also smoothen it out we don't take a rough wood coconut to the temple smoothen it out but we make sure that that juttu should not be taken so all this raga dvesha all our lust passion greed etc all have been removed but when we go to the lord we must keep one desire with us jutt it represents one de- one desire to meet your lord one desire i want to become good i want to walk the good path i want to go to the temple i want to go to a satsang see the desires are all not bad it it just depends on which desire we should have so one desire we maintain in brahmacharis the tuft of hair that they maintain is that one desire hairs represent desires all desires i have removed master but one desire for knowledge i am maintaining in me is the tuft of hair that they keep so therefore like that so we say but how we so but it is very hard the coconut ego it's very hard but still i have got that one desire some or the other i want but ego doesn't help. it's very very hard if we break that inside is all beautiful white and the waters of amrita are there inside but we are not able to contact it because it's all covered up all 
Ravana had the Amrita Kalesha inside when we went through Ramayana we saw that. The arrow had to go down and hit him over here. So how Rama could not see the Amrita Kalesha here. Why? Ravanatva had covered it. Ramatva only can kill the Ramanatva in us and hit at the um, uh, Amrita Kalesha. Then Shivatva or Bhagavad Sakshatkara will happen to us. So therefore, we send it inside. So what are we sending to the Lord? I mine, I mine. In the form of a coconut, we send it there. So we tell the Pandit, break it into two, no? He is actually supposed to break it at the feet of the Lord. But it all, they go and break it somewhere and come. But actually, it has to be broken at the Lord's feet. At the Lord's feet only, our ego can be split. The moment it splits into two, the waters of Amrita are there for us. It sanctifies, I mean, it, it flows all over his feet and through that we feel that it has, you know, completely pervaded and permeated into me. Which means Amritatva will happen, realization will happen to us. Once the I and mine gone is called as the state of enlightenment in us. So it has to break. The moment it has broken, we have become Amrita itself state of immortality we have reached. After that, what sort of a person will we be? White, white and pure white. It indicates, it indicates what a master is. So there are two. That's why then we become worth to be, you know, sitting there at the Lord's feet. That point of time, the Purohit will, you know, that last Juttu, he breaks it and kicks. Now, once realization also has happened to us, desire for what? Its desire is null and void, redundant in our lives. Therefore, he takes it away and throws it away and then he brings it back to us as prasad. Which means, what happened inside there should happen inside here also. But what we do, you know, many of us, when the two pieces of coconut come back, we try to put it together and see whether it's fitting in inside. Elderly people would scream those days. What is the coconut? That coconut which has been broken into two should never be. With great difficulty we have killed the ego in us. Again we are trying to fix it up and patch it up. Best thing they say, half there, leave half there. Again it is charity, sharing, etc, etc. Not whatever is there, I am bringing it. That arrogance will not be there. And which part should we bring back? The front part, one part, the part which has to be left behind also has been indicated to us. So the breaking of coconut is very, very uh, symbolic in our tradition because of this. It represents the breaking of the ego in us. You're listening to Upasana, Daily Spirituality. Incense sticks or agarbattis play a very prominent part in our puja rituals. Is it again just for the fragrance or is there a meaning for this? We do the dupa and the deepa, all of them again are only burning up of the ego. There it is breaking of the ego. Here it is the ego, the agarbati is so long, it stands tall. If we bring a stand and put an agarbati and keep it over there, its shadow will fall. Also long it will be. It's real long. So what do we do? We have to burn the ego down. How to burn the ego? Light of knowledge. Light it up with the light of knowledge. Slowly, slowly, slowly it starts to burn. As it burns, you will I become nothing? Will I become a non-entity? No. The fragrance will pervade the entire environment. The fragrance of our personality becomes more and more and more as our ego gets burnt more and more and more in the light of knowledge. 
finally it has to burn up. So when we sit and stare at a agarbatti or the dupa that we have put that samran, again, what the agarbatti is made up of, what the ingredients are there in the dupa, ten types of you know ingredients, all of them are again purifying. They purify the environment and also the vibrations they all emit should be very very yeah, comfortable for us. Again, aromatherapy. Nowadays we have all the lime, uh, the sour fruits, fruit fragrance. Uh, all sorts of fragrances are there for the agarbatti. All fragrances are not allowed. Some of them are nishidda. So only some are used. Some of the flowers are used. Chandan is used. Sambrani is used. They all have a reason. So therefore, we keeps looking at that agarbatti. How it goes on and on and on, burning and burning and burning. Finally, nothing is there. Such a big stick was there. What happened? It's disappeared. But its fragrance I can feel. Its presence I can feel everywhere. So also the ego in us must completely quit promote. It is a solid entity, but the fragrance of our personality should be there, available for everybody around. Is represented by burning the agarbatti or the dupa that we do for the love. You're listening to Upasana, daily spirituality. As soon as you enter a temple, you ring the bell. Is it just done as a ritual, or again, is there a meaning for the temple bell? Ganta is also made up of certain particular elements only. It should be this shape only. The tongue inside has to be like this only. And when I, in the seventh chapter, Krishna says, "Shabda ke," in the sky I am sound. He says. So in the space, when we strike the ganta, whether it is a big bell or the one which we hold in our hand, the moment we strike, a nada has come out. We have created sound. What have we created? We, we, Bhagavan is manifest in front of us in the form of sound. We call it Nada Brahma. Lord is there in space. We can't hear him. Inaudible. But the moment we make a sound, it has become audible. Who the Lord? In the Lord, who is of the form of silence itself, has now manifested himself at the first level to sound. Is represented by striking the gong. That's why they say Nada Brahma, and afterwards there'll be you know those vibrations that go on and on and on and on. That is the sound therapy. Something it does, and when we uh, do, do Ganta Nada, also we say all the negative Rakshasas, Asuras who are there inside me and inside outside also go away, and all the good Devatas may they enter into us, may they enter into the environment. That is the power that is there in the striking of the Ganta. And another thing, huge bells. Whether it is a church or the temple in uh, Tirupati, they have the Ganta Nada around seven thirty, I think, in Tiruti Chandi. They keep it going on for five ten minutes. Unique it is. We can hear the Ganta Nada. Ganta Nada Seva it is called. When they strike it, the whole village can hear. The whole town can hear. The vibrations that are created in the entire space is picked up by every home and picked up by every person. See, integration has come, focusing has come, concentration has automatically come just by the ganta, the big bells. Even in the church, you know, all these big bells which ding dong, ding dong. This is prayer happening over there. So automatically, even if we are in our own home, we can sit with closed eyes and become in tune with what is happening in the um, main uh, sanctum, sanctum of the temple. 
So therefore, one is sound therapy. The sound vibrations that come out of the uh, uh, ganta, whether it is the small one at home or the huge one in the temple, it does something to us. That's why there are nada, and then we have this nada swaram. Um, five types of sound, seva to the Lord. In temples, they do. Uh, in temples, they do. It, what it does, it does something to our mind. The vibrations that are generated, it's phenomenal. What it does to our mind. So that's why the importance of a ganta. And that's why we never ground it. Any ganta bell in our house also, we don't keep it on the ground. So on something, it should be there. Because it, the, the effect of that should not, it's made up of metal now. It shouldn't get grounded. It has got so much of power. That's why we make a god sit on that also. And therefore, a lot of respect is given to a ganta. And therefore, we never keep it on the ground. Like we never keep God's photo on the ground. On something, it should be there. We don't ground it. Because we need the vibrations to come to us. We don't want it to get grounded. So therefore, the, even in the temple, it's always on a pedestal. There also, what the pedestal is made of, everything has got a lot of importance. So, sound therapy, um, uh, you know, aromatherapy, all are included in corporate over here. You're listening to Upasana, Daily Spirituality. Is the last part of the ritual doing arthi to the Lord? And why do we do it? Various Deepaharadhanas are also done. Lord Eka. The one that is there in me, what is it? My ignorance, the three the three qualities that are there, I am surrendering it to you. Five, the five sheets that I am made up of, I am surrendering to you. To the light of knowledge. So all of them have a meaning. The kumbharati, the fullness that is there in me, I am surrendering on to you. That's why it's done always last. So therefore, the deeper radhanas are the one is it's so lovely to see the various artis that are going on in a temple. We sit there, you know, with glow, you know, it's wow, feeling will be there. And each one of them signifies something for us. Finally, we do the Karpura Arati. Again, the camphor also represents the ego in us. It is solid. But the moment we connect it with the light over there, it starts to melt. It doesn't even become liquid. It's totally sublimates. And the entire camphor fragrance will be there all over. So therefore, karma is there in the karma that is there in me is the camphor that is there. So what do we do? We bring it, we bring the light of knowledge in contact with the ego that is there in us, which is solid. No doubt, little bit sattva is there in me, white white camphor, but still it is solid. So the moment we bring the camphor in, you know, in contact with the flame over there, it just starts to melt. So also when knowledge starts to enter into us, ignorance, the darkness of ignorance automatically has to go away from us. Once the darkness of ignorance has gone away from us, I and mine also have to go away from us. Where I and mine is, there are no ignorance. Where ignorance is there, I and mine also are there. So that is indicated, that, that is why they do the Karpura Arati, at the end they do it. And also, see, when we, when in most of our temples, it's quite dark inside because only ghee lamps will be there. So when we go from outside, we can't see the Lord's face. First we want to see is the Lord's face. Then what do they do? They light up the camphor. Is the lighting up of ego that should happen outside for us. Then in the camphor, Arati, they see, see the Lord's face. 
So when the camphor arati is being waved to the Lord, more and more camphor is getting dissolved. More and more camphor is getting dissolved, and but we are able to see more and more, more and more vividly and clearly the Lord's face there, which should happen in us. The moment we start, you know, uh, destroying the ego that is there in us. with the help of the light of knowledge slowly slowly lord will start revealing himself within us which is called as visions visions etc ultimately it has to be that absolute changeless permanent vision which will happen when the entire camphor has got burnt that is the meaning of doing the maha mangalarati to the lord you're listening to upasana daily spirituality Why do we go round the temple or the deity as pradakshina? What is the significance of this pradakshina? Namaskara we have to do. So they say do pradakshina. So when we do pradakshina, what are we and we go round the temple. The temple represents the entire world for us. We are talking about the ancient temple. They are designed so much so, so beautifully that the entire temple, the entire up up to the outer prakara, it's all Lord's world because we are moving through the prakara. The entire temple structure is so fashioned that it represents the entire world. We can connect every part of the world with parts of the temple. The gatagra is a central actionless center from where the Lord. performs his creation his sustenance and his destruction that is the garbhagriha where we don't have any approach at all now. so therefore when we go round in a pradakshina to in a temple outside uh, outer parikrama so when we do actually we are doing parikrama of the entire world when we go round the entire world who is there inside father of the universe and mother of the universe are there best thing is to do atma pradakshina we turn by the right now right always is masculine right represents spiritual left represents materialist that's all that's why shiva on this side and parvati this side we need both for our survival so when we go turn this way we do atma pradakshin we are turning around here keeping home at the center lord as the center where is he he is inside me if lord is inside me within that lord 14 worlds are there so when we just go around once we have gone round him once and we have gone round the entire universe once and there it is not an outer world which can tempt us here with closed eyes when we do that automatically you know the the benefit we get by doing an atma pradakshina is more than going around so once thrice again then and then we go round and do a namaskar all rituals come to an end but in a very very beautiful way where we transfer the lord to ourselves आशा करते हैं कि आपको ये सोच कास्ट बहुत पसंद आया अगर कुछ कहना है इसके बारे में तो लिखकर बताइए हमें अपने फेसबुक और इंस्टाग्राम पेज पर सोच कास्ट ढूंढिए अगर आपको अपनी सोच दुनिया को सुनानी हो तो सोच कास्ट करो सोच कास्ट